The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a Bet the Underdog special. Betters will receive up to a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's $25 free dollars on top of your winnings. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your chance for all to win $3,000 in the DJ dance. Yes, sir. We're back again for another episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Terrell Furman Jr., and I'm just here to tell you that we are on an absolute heater this week, like scorching hot, like undeniably hot. Man, King Los hot. This is how hot that we are on a heater right now this week. If we just sit here and just rewind and go back, well, matter of fact, we're going to go back to t- tomorrow to last night last night tuesday night i gave you four no in my picks there were four games and i hit ats every single game every game ats and my lock cashed with the suns suns minus four and a half my lock cashed my dog didn't cash i had the pistons but they were there they were there and the spread cash it doesn't matter so four no there my lock cashes then we go back to monday monday i am six and three ATS in picks on the pod. My lock cash is on Milwaukee minus two. Never in doubt. The Jazz suck. Fuck the Jazz. Never in doubt. My lock, my dog was in cash. I had the Thunder. Yeah, I had the Thunder. Thunder weren't even close. Didn't even get there. That was one of the picks that I missed. Bad read on me, but you know, when you take a chance on Thunder, that's what happens. And then you have my guy across from me, Scott Rochelle. Who is also on a heater? Who also told you that Trey Young was going to score 50 points? 40 points. He told you Trey Young was going to score 40. And what did Trey do? Scored 40. Scott, it is, we're, we're on fire. And you cast your lock in your dog. Yeah, cast the lock in the dog and ATS. I went 8 and 1. <laughs> So I just, it's, it's insane. This is an incredible start to the week, and we're not slowing down now. Don't believe, trust me, we're not slowing down now. But 8 and 1 ATS, that's insane. And here's that fly again. Every single episode, a fly just comes and attacks me. Every is it episode. a lucky fly at this point? I, I, I guess so. I don't even know it's the same because it's part of like, like the karate days. kid training when you have to like catch with a pair of chopsticks or something. I think it's possibly that it could be the lucky fly. Don't flies die in like two to three days? Uh, I, I feel like this fly I'm just tells it's like most other. Things. I feel like this fly just keeps this. It's a family of flies, and they just keep giving birth and just say, "Hey, this is what this guy looks like. Go fuck with him." Every time he records, go fuck with him. Every single time. 
I'm assuming right. that they like, may pass other, that on to their kids. Like other organisms, uh, the fly lives longer when it finds something to eat. Oh well, yeah, figures. I mean, that's how other no, but I think I think flies just die. Like just they just have short life. I'm almost positive they have short lifespans. I'm almost positive. I'm not a biology. That's biology, right? Yeah, that's biology. I'm not a biology major or anything, but I'm pretty sure they have short lifespans. I don't know where I got that from. Man, this is how off topic we get. Like, it's incredible. I don't know why people sit here and let's. I wouldn't be surprised if people actually fast forward through this part of the show and just go to the picks because this is what we do and this happens all the time. But this is the entertaining part of the show. This is why you keep coming back. You don't just come for the picks. You come because we are a family. You come because we sit here, we ride for each other, we joke, and we talk shit about a lot of teams, especially us too. We just talk shit a lot about, about a lot of people. So, I really don't know. What it's well, all shit about today well, because we're just say, on I, a heater. I don't we're right I don't about know, we everybody. Really, yeah, we can't really talk shit about anything, but before we get into today's card, there is one thing we got to talk about. 60? What? Oh, absolutely. 60? After he dropped 50. After he dropped 50. And it just seems like Kyrie is sitting here saying, well, I mean, I only got three games left in the season, so I might as well go crazy. Like, I might as well. I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's three games left now. I might as well go crazy and just keep trying to, you know, drop points, drop points, drop points. And then it's literally, if you're watching the game, everybody's just like, all right, bro, you got it. Like, <laughs> you got it. Go ahead. We not even, we're not even trying. It's all you. <laughs> so, no, Kyrie is insane. He's absolute. The point totals that are dropping in the league right now, like, there's yeah. been multiple 60-point games. There's been a bunch of 50-point games. The point totals that are dropping in the league right now are absolutely bonkers, and I love it. I got a question I got to ask you about Kyrie. I want to ask you because you have done traveling. Okay. I want to know how Kyrie gets through airport security because there's no way his bag weighs less than 50 pounds. He's got a bag and a half. I don't know how he gets through security, man. <laughs> it's in and out crossover, oh, step backs on everybody, sidestepping threes. He's got everything in the book. I don't know how his bag weighs less that was than funny. 50. That's all I'm saying. That was funny. <laughs> no, like it is. It is literally because he can. He gets his shot. Like he's one of the gifted scorers, and it just it just proves how wild they are for not putting him on the NBA top seventy five list. Did you see his layup for fifty, where Cole Anthony basically jumped on his back and he still hit a contested layup in the guy's face? Yep. What the yep. hell was it's, that? It, and the crazy thing is that we can go back to Kyrie's first year in the league and we can point out shots like this that he's made. Mm -hmm. He does this. Like, he just has an incredible bag and he's always had it. And it's just like fine wine got better with time. It's ridiculous. All right. Man. Anything else to talk about? I mean, uh, I feel like Kyrie's 60 kind of just stole the entire show. I guess the one brief rant I'll have, the Nets are playing again tonight. Kyrie can't play until the Memphis game next week. You really couldn't let him get to 70? You really couldn't have let him maybe potentially try for 80 in eight and a half minutes? You had to take him out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is true. He did. He was. He, he probably could have got there. He probably could have got there. That would have been a good – but I think the – so the reason that I think that the Kobe – not Kobe, but the – yeah, Kobe. The Kobe 80 – Two 81 for Kobe. One, 81. I say 81. 81. I'm, so the reason I feel like the Kobe 81 performance won't be done again, and honestly, 
uh, Booker 70 was the closest we got to it. And that was but, one of the most inflated, like, 70-point games of all time. Yeah. Yeah. The Suns were intentionally like, fouling down, like, 15 with two to go just to get Booker more shots. Like, that was completely inflated. <laughs> but Kobe – in that game, they were losing for like a good majority of like they were they were losing and going back and forth for a good majority of that game. Kyrie put up sixty and they were up forty points. Like yeah. you don't just put you don't just keep somebody in up forty. So you have to not only score the points, but your team has to be so bad, so bad that you are actually not having an effect on the game at all, and you're still losing. And that's what makes it really, really hard to get back to that eighty-one threshold and i'm sure somebody's gonna do it one day somebody's gonna be on an incredibly trash team and that can't do anything and they're just gonna have to do everything and still probably be losing and have to play the whole way but how often does that happen not too too often i mean i'm just Uh, i'm just bringing it up because Kyrie's in a unique position where he does not have to play for the next week give or take so i do yeah no so you're not worried about load managing them yeah, you're not worried about load management. I know Orlando's getting their ass kicked, but the truth is the Orlando fans in the building were chanting for Kyrie to come back in when he got benched. So it's not like the fans were annoyed that Kyrie was dropping 60 in their building. The fans were completely into it on behalf of Kyrie. It's just the fact that you don't have to worry about load management because he was not going to play tonight. So he had an extra week to, of rest. I think he could have at least given him another five minutes and just see what happens. Uh-huh. But I think he could have gotten to 70. 80 is a, 80 is a bit of a stretch. Is at some point Orlando, does he need 65 for you to start double teaming the guy? Like, does he need, how many points do you need for Orlando to stop double team, to start double teaming you? But I think he would have gotten to 70. 80 is a stretch, but I did, I wanted to see what could happen. So I think. Some, maybe a good little portion of, you know, NBA fans are actually casual NBA fans, especially probably Orlando Magic. Like they're probably a good bit of casual NBA fans, and I think they know how team they're bad, how bad their team is. And so I'm almost positive that they went to that game hoping and praying that KD or Kyrie, somebody went off for a crazy amount of points so that they could at least enjoy that aspect of the game less than. Hey, if we win, then great. Holy crap, we saw the team win. But other than that, I'm about to, I'm finna go watch Kevin Durant. I'm finna go watch Kyrie Irving playing. Of course. So I think a good portion of them, even though we're Orlando fans, they way went in there with the full intention of I really hope that Kyrie and KD beat our ass today so I can at least enjoy watching that. I really, really wish I could have been there to see Kyrie score forty one points in the first half. That is other It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It is literally ridiculous. Yeah. I, that, that doesn't make sense. And <laughs> Steve Nash was like, uh, okay, all right. I mean, it's just going to be that kind of night then. Let him go. And just I let him keep going. Because I know we got a lot of games to go through, but when the Nets are on the road, are they the best team in the link? I don't think so. I'm I, just, don't, I, I just, feel like we have to have the discussion. I don't think they are either. Are they top three? I think they have to be top three on the road. I think they have a really good, you know, two players, and those two players have to 
is there anything is there anything on the nets that doesn't exactly thrill thrill you because even the bench with and the supporting cast with curry and drummond and company it's really not that bad of an ensemble anymore i would be more interested if patty mills was playing like how he played in the beginning part of the season and not how he is ever since he's regulated to the bench he's just he's just not in rhythm he's never in rhythm and I would be that would be more impressive, but uh, Patty Mills that's not in rhythm is no interest to me, and you might as well be mm-hmm. a no name bench star. So that's my issues with their bench. Patty Mills sounds good on paper, but how he's been playing recently, he's been non existent when he's coming off the bench, and okay. that's that's no good for you. That's literally no good for them at all. You might as well be a nobody. So that's my my concern with them. But but with those two are on, they're on, and it's really hard to stop them, no matter who's on their team. So it's going to be interesting in the playoffs. That's going. You think you're you know you're going to have a pretty good home stand in the playoffs, but Kyrie coming back, they're going to play with a little bit more energy. So it's almost like you have to beat them on the road. Like you you absolutely have to beat them on the road. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon to Louisiana. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, and the MLB is back. MLB is back. And wait, wait, hold on. We're going to just... Why do the Mets feel like that they just they can just get pitching and everything works? Zero run preso- zero run support is zero run support. Get some get somebody that can hit the ball. Damn. What was I saying? Oh yeah. NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet is now offering a Beat the Underdog special. Bettors will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. Patrons who wager at least $500 in the first and second round of the tournament will win, will earn one entry into a drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGP is giving away $3,000 in the Ultimate March Madness Handicapping Contest, the DJ Dance. Start March Madness with 10000 credits and use them to bet on your favorite March Madness bets and whoever has the most credits when March Madness ends wins $2,500 for first place $500 for second exclusively in the SGPN app also are you looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie every day March Madness games are being played we'll be giving away a hoodie just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness all right, guys, look, spring is sprung, and Manscaped has the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. I'm telling you, your confidence will be blooming. Your head will be on a 1,000. You won't be sitting there walking around with nicks, aches, all this stuff. Look, look, you guys have heard the story before. I told you the story before. Nair, I tried it. I was young. I was scared. I was looking for anything to get the hair off. I, I was. And I neared. And guess what? Balls of Fury. They were on they were inflamed. 
everything. It was really, really bad. And it was really, really embarrassing. And I was kind of walking around like a little penguin for about another week and a half because it was just terrible. Absolutely not. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend at all. No, no, no. And so, look, go. You get the Lawnmower 4 trimmer package. And now give you everything you need. The performance package for give you a lawnmower for give you the weed whacker, nose and ear trimmer, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner. They give you everything you need, all the tools you need. Plus, we'll throw in a pair of briefs, throw in a pair of briefs, and a throw in a cologne. So now you're getting the girls to smell you good down low and up top as well. Look. Use code SGP to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. There's 4 million men, over 4 million men, who trust Manscaped. That's manscaped.com. Promo code SGP. Get 20% off free shipping and you get 20% off. So go ahead. Just toss out all the old stuff. Toss out everything that's not working. Hey, look. If you take care of you for her, she'll take care of you. Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you and giving you free game here. All right, manscaped.com, code SGP. All right, Scott, we have a big slate, and we got to get through it and not take two hours. This is going to be an all-task for us. All right, first game up on the slate, we have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina Fours. And the Hawks are currently laying one. This line opened up Charlotte minus two, actually. That's interesting. But the Hawks are currently laying one right now. 241 on the total. This is skyrocketing all the way from 237. Looking at the injury report here, if I can ever pull it up, this is absolutely the worst time for this to be happening, and it doesn't matter because I'm just going to sit here and talk through it, and we're going to get through it. And it's I, like, I, I could read it out if you want me to. Uh, no, I got it right here. Okay, boom. So for the Charlotte Hornets, we have nobody. No, Gordon Hayward. He's still out. Duh. Classic. But it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that. They suck without Gordon Hayward. There's your analysis on that hashtag analysis. And then going over to the Atlanta Hawks, John Collins has been ruled out for this game, so we will not be seeing John Collins today. And Daniel Gallinari is probable for this game as well with Achilles injury. All right, Scott, what are you doing in this game? So my YouTube play of the day, which I make at night, was the over. The problem is I got it at 237.5, and and now it's at about 241. (laughs) And the question is, do I still really, really like it, even though it went up 3.5 points? I just think the answer is yes. The question (laughs) when you have a total around 240 – is can I envision both teams scoring 120 apiece? And I can in this spot. Both teams are very good offensively. They're awful defensively. Charlotte's a very fast-paced team. I feel like people might not fully be aware that the second-best offense, according to efficiency in the entire league this season, is Atlanta. I don't think you would have guessed that, but Atlanta is number two. So this is really an elite unit. The defense is atrocious but I mean with Collins being out and with you having to use Gallinari at the power forward he can't guard anybody either so you're looking at a spot where this team really can't defend pick and roll they really can't defend in transition and Charlotte definitely pushes the pace now they've met three times this season one meeting landed 257 the other two meetings weren't even close so if you like the under it's because of two of the meetings so far but based on how these teams have played 
how Charlotte scored 134-plus in each of the last two, how Atlanta gave up 113 to Portland and 128 to Indiana over the past week. Mm -hmm. I got to like the over. I see points. I think it'll be close, but I think it lands in the mid-240s. Yeah, no, so I'm I'm with you. I'll go ahead and back the over there. I think that is skyrocketing because they kind of feel like it's going over, and I guess they're trying to bait people to coming in on the under. I'm not really scared of it. Uh, the number, I'll bet, is probably up to like 243, but I yeah. think this is probably the highest we're going to get it to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is probably the highest we're going to get it. For the side, however, I'm all over Atlanta in this spot. Like I alluded to earlier, they are really, really bad. Really, really bad without Gordon Hayward, the Hawks. Not Hawks, the Hornets are. Really, really bad. It's very, 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 very surprising how bad they are without Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward really, really doesn't feel like he does much for that team at all. But apparently he does something because they're losing games without him and losing them in a hurry. This is a battle between two teams that are battling for basically seeding in the play-in. And, you know, every win counts. I think the Hawks are a little bit more dialed in. And what we're seeing from Trey Young right now is absolutely special. He is just – he's on fire. He's literally on fire right now, and nobody can stop him. And there's not anybody defending him for the hornness that I think can really give him trouble. Maybe LaMelo with his length, but LaMelo doesn't really terrify me defensively at all. I think that this is going to be a spot where – Trey can not only get going, but he can probably get Clint Capella going as well against the bigs for Charlotte as well. So I'm I'm all over the Hawks here, minus one. This is, you know, very a very, very interesting play. I'm kind of curious on why. I would I probably would lay a little bit more points with the Hawks. That's why I was interested on why Charlotte opened up as a favorite, but the Hawks mid bet one. That gives me a little bit of cause for concern. I don't think I'm a lot this game just yet, but I'm all over the Hawks in this spot. I'm assuming Charlotte was a was a favorite last night because Atlanta's twelve and twenty one on the road. So I'm assuming oh, yes. the main reason is yeah. because Atlanta's just a terrible road team. But based on the line movement and based on what I've seen recently from these teams, I'm gonna take Atlanta. Charlotte's won two in a row. They beat Oklahoma City, who's god awful, and they beat New Orleans, who is missing their mm-hmm. entire team because McCollum was in COVID protocol. He didn't play in that, and Ingram was still injured. So, in other words, Charlotte beat two of the worst teams in the league, while Atlanta ended up beating a couple of bad teams as well, but the Clippers are okay, and they won that game at Uh home. The fact that the line has shifted and there's been a favorite switching in this spot definitely pulls me towards Atlanta. And the fact is Atlanta has won two of the three meetings this season by double digits. I'm going to take Atlanta. Do I think Trey drops 40 tonight? He's got a serious shot, man. But if you want to play it safe, I don't mind 35-plus. I think I'll get to 35, minimum. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I, I'm just concerned because why would the line go more and more towards Atlanta and John Collins is ruled out? I, that's that's only my only concern. That's why I'm kind of – Well, Collins has missed a couple of games, right? weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I and think you would think anyway. that – Yeah, I guess, I guess. I don't know. Charlotte's just not that good right now. They're really not. All right. Yeah. Next game on the slate, we have the Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Cleveland, played Cleveland Cavaliers. Philadelphia 76ers are laying four, 219 and a half on the total for the injury report here for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jared Allen still out with that finger injury. Rajon Rondo is out with an ankle injury for this game. 
And Dean Wade is out with a knee injury for this game. Going down to the Philadelphia 76ers. You, you can just move on because they got nada. Yeah, nothing. is literally nothing here. All right, so we get a fully healthy Philadelphia squad. Only laying four. Just think about that. All I'm saying is that I'm not a religious guy, but thoughts and prayers to Evan Mobley tonight. Because I don't know how mm-hmm. the hell he's supposed to guard Embiid. I mean, you have no oh, yeah. Jared Allen. He's basically on an island out there. Kevin Love yep. will probably play more, but we know he doesn't guard anybody. Yep. Embiid should really walk into 40 if Harden passes him the ball enough. He should really just cook. I, I don't know what Mobley's supposed to do to try to stop him. So I'm going to take Philly just because when your best player is basically unguardable and your opponent has really no great center options. I know Mobley's a great defensive player, but he's giving up, what, like 80 pounds on Embiid? He's going to get his ass kicked. Like, I don't really know what you're supposed to do there. I have to go with Philly. And Cleveland, with the injuries, yes, they beat L.A. and covered. Technically, the game still went to overtime. The Clippers had no Reggie Jackson, no Marcus Morris, and they still needed overtime to beat L.A. at home. It's a bit of a red flag for me. That was a I'm going to take cash that I'm going to take Philly here. Uh, I'm going to take Philly because I really think if you're looking around the league and you're trying to guess who's going to be today's 40 piece getter, I think it's Embiid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was in if you look at Embiid's last 3 games against the Cavs, he's killed them. 42 and 13, 40 and 14, 22 and 9. And the 22 and 9 is when James Harden came into the picture. I got to see what the so, price is, though, for 40-plus, but I got to be tempted by it because that was with Jared Allen in the line. You would think you would think you'd get a more of a discount. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's with Jared Allen there. And so yeah. you would think you get more of a discount now because Harton is there. Hart, they're going to lower Embiid's numbers just a little bit, especially because last time he played this team, they had 22. I'm not afraid. I think he could easily get back to 40 in this game. And it's super-duper hard for me to see anything. Darius Garland is really the only thing that's going to keep the 76ers in this game if it happens, and that's just because, well, I mean, who's stopping him? Jaden Green can't guard anybody anymore. You're not looking at Tyrese Maxey to slow anybody down. You're not looking at – you're damn sure not looking at James Harden to guard anybody. So Darius Garland, last four against 76ers, and, again, this is even before he was Darius Garland, Darius Garland. So 25 – Six, twenty-seven, twenty-six. Mm. So I'm on. I'm on Darius Garland in this spot. I think Darius Garland can also have a monster game as well. If you told me at the end of the night that Darius Garland had thirty in this game, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. And so I would just have fun, have fun with Embiid and Garland props because there's nobody on either team that can stop either one. I'm almost positive Garland is just gonna come up. He's just gonna go probably get a couple threes off and then drive towards the lane. Mm. Embiid really doesn't work too hard on defense anymore. He's, it just seems like he's kind of taking that approach of, all right, let me save everything for offensively and just kind of give it up. Harton's been shooting the ball poorly lately, so I wouldn't be surprised with him dumping off to Embiid as well. So I could actually be interested in Harton's assist as well. But there's still not enough on this Cleveland team to make me think that they're going to cover this number against the 76ers. It feels very, very chalk. But I'm going to go to 76ers minus four 
here. I mean, I have to. Once again, you went to overtime to beat the Clippers with no Reggie Jackson and no Marcus Morris, so I'm not a fan of your team right now. By the way, Embiid to score 40-plus is about plus 470. No way. I don't, I don't, Hell yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. No, nah, I, I don't hate I, it at I all. I definitely think if you're looking, whether for a straight bet with a bit of value or if you want to throw in a player prop parlay of some kind, a big <sighs> one, I think Embiid 40-plus is a pretty good starting point for plus 470. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if it's plus 470, I take him at 35 for whatever that is. Uh, that's going to be five pretty... is 190. Yeah, that's that's still you're getting plus 190, almost two to one value on 35 points that he can walk into in his sleep. Absolutely. Sign me up. Huh. I'm not sure if I want to lock this game. It just feels super duper chalk. It really, really does. But they really, really should beat the shit out of Cavs today. Underrated, though. Philly, 22-11 and 11 on the road. Hmm. All right, fuck it. I'm locking it. Give me Philly. Minus four. I'm locking it up. Going on to the next game in the slate. Still in the early games, too, by the way. We have the Denver Nuggets traveling to DCU Street to play the Washington Wizards. The Nuggets are laying six and a half, 229 and a half on the total. And if we look at the injury report here, we have for the Denver Nuggets, as we know. Hey, so look, this is a piece of news, too. Jamal Murray has has been practicing with the G League affiliate this week. And, you know, he's down there getting ready. So Jamal Murray could be coming back soon. Michael Porter Jr. could be back as soon as next week. Big, big moves for the the Denver Nuggets, especially if they get enough time to get those guys going. But we'll see. Jamichael Green is probable for this game with a right wrist sprain. We have Aaron Gordon, who is questionable due to a non-COVID illness. And for the Wizards, I think we have a pretty clean injury report. I see none for the injuries. So, six and a half with the Nuggets. They're on the road, but it's also the Wizards. So what are you doing here? Well, this would be a game that the Wizards would randomly struggle with just for the hell of it because the Wizards have been kind of a psycho team this season. But I can't take the Wizards. I just can't. I know that they hung around a little bit on Steph's birthday, even though Steph dropped 47 on their heads. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at the Wizards. They've lost four in a row. Uh, hell, I mean, they lost to Portland by nine. They lost to the Lakers by 13. They are coming back home. That was a road trip for them. Yeah. But Denver beat Philly. Like, Denver pulled off a hell of a job on, on the road. They got the win. I had them as my dog on that podcast, but still. Yep. The fact that they were able to beat Embiid and Harden in the Bones Highland game, which was not the reason why I picked Denver to win, but I'll take it. (laughs) I do think that Denver has just found ways to win with a pretty mediocre roster throughout the entire year. The real question is, do you actually have the courage to back a Wizards team that's atrocious? I'm a bit of a coward. I'll I'll take Denver. Uh, That's really the question, right? I mean, because you know Denver's a lot better and everything, but yes. the question is, do you really want to take one of the worst five teams in the league catching points? I, I don't. I don't. So I'm, I'm going to take Denver. <sighs> Ew, this game is disgusting. Yeah. Because I don't think Denver – I don't think Denver is really that good. And 
Aaron Gordon is questionable. Mm-hmm. He may not play if Aaron Gordon doesn't play. Because, look, so this was the handicap on why I was with the 76ers last night, and it's because outside of Jokic, they, need, they needed another scoring option. That's what was killing Denver. They didn't have another scoring option. Bones Highland gave him that against Philly. He really did. Now, partially could be the reason is because the firefighters that saved him and his family from a fire were in the building for that game, gave him a custom, you know, jacket, everything. And so he could have been showing out for them. He also played his ball at Virginia Commonwealth University, VCU. Shout out to the Rams. And that's about two hours away from the Wizards facility. So don't ask me how I know that. But I I don't know if I'm willing to bank on Bones doing that again. And so with a Nuggets team that you just have Jokic, you might not have Aaron Gordon as well. And I'm playing Russian roulette with everybody else to see who's going to be that next scoring option. I'm just gonna take the Wizards in the six and a half here, man. I, I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't really. I really don't like it at all. But I. I just don't feel confident laying six and a half on the road with Denver, especially after this really big win against Philly, where they were able to pull away late in that one and you know secure that. I'm. I'm not really a big fan. I think this is a spot that the Wizards can catch them sleeping a little bit because at the end of the day, it's the Wizards, and I don't. I actually don't see the Nuggets blowing them out. I could see them sneaking into a cover, but I, do, I really don't even see them blowing the Wizards out. I think the Wizards are better than that, and they're a little bit better than what we give them credit for. They find their ways to stay in a lot of games, at least for the most part. So, yeah, give me the Wizards plus six and a half here, and I'll just take the over. I think it's going to definitely be a close game for three quarters or maybe two and a half, which is why I said once again that I do think that Denver – could potentially just completely no-show the game because Denver is one of those teams that's so reliant on one player that, as you said before, the supporting cast, if they have one off night, they can lose to anybody. But the Wizards can't guard anyone. The issue that I keep going back to is they gave up 44 points to Josh Hart. They gave up 127 to Portland. Like, I just can't – I can't wrap my head around that, you know? Like, that's one thing that's just ingrained in my brain – so I'm just expecting Jokic to do a bunch of random stuff. He'll finish with, hell, 35, 17, and 10. And they'll find a way to get to 120 or something. Like it, Once again, it's one of the games I'm least excited about on the card. But I'll look at Denver and I'll look at the over. So actually, Jokic's last three games against Porzingis, he has 20, 26, and 35. And his last three games against the Wizards, he has 33, 24, and 28. Currently, his points prop is sitting at 26 and a half. I like the over. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Dallas Mavericks traveling to Brooklyn and play Brooklyn Nets. Mavericks are laying three right now. 221 on the total for the injury report. We have – oh, I went off screen. Hold on. All right, we're here. We're back. So, for the injury report, we have the Brooklyn Nets. Cam Thomas is day-to-day. Kyrie, of course, is out for this home game. He will probably be in the building more than likely, maybe even courtside. Hopefully, he doesn't go back into the locker room and charge them another $50,000 where they got fined by the NBA. Seth Curry is still day-to-day. He could be coming back today. Ben Simmons is still out with high hopes that he'll make his debut two weeks before. 
That's what I've heard from a beat writer that I know in Brooklyn. They say that everybody expects Simmons to be back two weeks before the playoffs. Not sure if that's going to be enough time for him, but let's see. Marcus Aldridge is out. David Duke out indefinitely. Going to the Dallas Mavericks. Theo Pinson is out. Hopefully he's on the sideline because they need that energy. And Reggie Bullock is out for personal reasons. All right. Mavericks laying three on the road. So my thoughts here is, does KD just go off and carry this team? Or if you're, if you're taking the Nets today, you better parlay that with Durant, like 40-plus, because that's the only way they're winning. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm on. Is, is basically you have to make a decision here. Is KD going to be able to carry this team versus the Mavericks? The Mavericks have been playing good defense for the point of the season, but this is also Kevin Durant we're talking about here. So that's what gives me so much cause for concern is, is Kevin Durant going to be able – to just will them through this game. Whereas Luka doesn't necessarily have to go off for the Mavericks to do well. Now, I do expect Luka to have a pretty good game. I don't know anybody that's going to slow him down. This was, and if Kevin Durant starts going off, there's a pretty good chance that Luka is going to try to do the same. We do know Luka's hobbled a little bit. He's not hurt. He's not on the injury report. But if you watched, you know, he's nursing that hamstring just a little bit from that Celtics game. So... I really struggle with this game here. I th- I'm leaning Mavericks minus three. I don't really like it because I just know that Kevin Durant can make this flip to the Nets very, very easily. What are you doing? Well, for the record, I see Durant 40-plus points, plus 560. So that we is got Durant really 40. Good. We got Durant 40, and we got Embiid for 40. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. Now, do I think Durant's going to get there? Maybe not because Dallas is actually a really good defensive team. And the mm. Brooklyn's on a back-to-back. But, I mean, when you beat a team by 37 the night before, is it really a back-to-back? I know you're traveling and all, but you kind of just got to sit around on the court and watch Kyrie drop 60. You didn't really have to do yeah. much in the game. That's so, pretty much what happened. I think rest is going to be really not an issue or lack thereof for the Nets. I think they'll be fine. The thing is that Dallas, even though they're a great defensive team, offensively they can have their moments where they are struggling. And Uh the Nets, even though they're off the emotional high of winning three in a row and having Kyrie drop 60 and now he's not playing again, I do like what I've seen from the Nets over the past week or so. Dallas did beat Boston in a very competitive rock fight where they had a nice job in the fourth quarter. But if I'm looking at a spot to potentially take a dog, I will take a Nets team that's won a couple in a row with probably either the best player in the league or the second best player in the league. I'll go with the Nets plus the points. If Seth Curry plays, then I'll take the Nets and the points. If he's out, I'll take Dallas in a three. Okay. I'm kind of in the so same boat. I, I, yeah, I do think that Curry's value, of course, skyrockets when Kyrie's not playing. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm with Curry. If Curry plays, then I'm on the Nets. If he doesn't, I'm on the Mavs. That's pretty, so it's going to be a game-time decision for me. Yeah. Do you like All the right. plus anyway? Win or lose? Yeah. 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 I, I, think that it's, I think that if Curry plays, then this could be a rare 
triple double territory for Kevin Durant. Plus tonight. 560, though, is so appealing for a guy of Durant's caliber. That is so appealing. Yeah. It is, especially how they're and Kyrie just dropped sixty last night. <laughs> yeah, like it just feels like they're alternating. They're alternating big games. Yeah, the only concern is if like, Dallas starts double teaming. Truth is, I'll tell you what's been a real uh, nice player prop for the last couple of games. I actually had it yesterday, but unfortunately, we ended up not filming the prop cast in the end. Durant assists over. Yeah, that's why I said it's been real. Double. I'm saying it's been really good the last week and change. Yeah, the triple double feels like like this feels like a triple double game for Durant. And this also that's also what gives me more pause. But it feels like a triple-double game for him where he starts going crazy. You know, Jason Kidd's going to make adjustments. He's not going to not make adjustments. By the way, Durant triple-double I think is worth an auto bet tonight. You want to guess what the odds are on it? What? 26 to 1. Yeah, absolutely. 26 to 1. Absolutely. Yeah, you, I, love you, it. I think you got to put something on that. I, I love it. I absolutely love it because – and if you watch the Knicks game, Jericho Sims bomb rushed Durant every time he got – every time Durant had the ball, Jericho Sims literally just said, fuck Andre Drummond, fuck whatever, and bum rushed Durant to get a double there, and Durant had to pass out of it every time. And then whenever he actually beat the double, he cashed the shot because he was pissed because he was getting doubled every time he came down the court. So, I mean, I don't know what you do. I don't know if you just say, all right, let Durant – Get whatever, and we, to we're one gonna, is worth something. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's worth we're gonna shot. try to stop. We're gonna try to stop him somewhere else. But I don't. I don't know how the Dallas. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna stop Durant. But I also don't know how they're gonna stop Luca. Luca could have a really big game in this one too. So you said he's a bit hobbled though. So you got to factor that in. Yeah, he is. He is. But we've. We've seen Luca hobble so many times, and yep. he's still been able. Like he still had a good finish to that Celtics game, even oh, no, though he's he still came Luka, out the game. Like, don't early. get me wrong, but you're saying yeah, how they're going to stop yeah, him. He, the argument would be he's not fully healthy. That's the only argument you really yeah. have. I don't, and I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think he's feeling it a little bit. He may not be an injury report, but I think he feels it a little bit, and he doesn't want to re-aggravate it. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Portland Trailblazers coming to play the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are laying 12 and a half here, 222 on the total. Looking at the injury report here for the New York Knicks, we have Nerlens Noel ruled out with Shocker. a foot injury. Quentin Grimes been cleared for practice. He's still not playing. Derrick Rose still hasn't practiced. Cam Reddish is out for the rest of the season. Kemba is trash, or they said we're just not going to play you anymore. For the Portland Trailblazers is literally everybody again. Anthony Simons. Justin Winslow is actually questionable for this game. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe's out. All the Nurk is still out. All that stuff. So, you know, they're still half-assed. Portland team going on a road to play the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. What are you doing here? Do I want to lay 12 and a half with a team that's been known to choke in the fourth quarter? That's the real question of this game because you immediately gravitate towards New York because even mm-hmm. though they've lost two in a row, they were very competitive against Memphis on the road and a game they should have mm-hmm. won and a game against Brooklyn on the road where I can't say that they should have won, but that was definitely a close game throughout where they had their chances. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Durant had 53. You know, you kind of just deal with that. But uh, do I – well, I am going to ask you, do you think that the Knicks announcing that Thibodeau's returning next year 
does anything to provide a bit of a spark in the short term for the locker room, or you think that's just going to do nothing? I mean, I think that everybody knows what they're getting into for next season. I don't really know anything about a spark. I don't think it provides a spark. Now you don't don't have to worry about you know the uncertainty of a coach in the off season and stuff like that. Yeah, no, no. I think it just helps them in the off season. Hey, you know who the coach is going to be. You know we're you know we're sticking with this guy, but. I think in this one, I'm going to take the points. I'm not thrilled with it, once again, because Portland can get run out by anybody. They did hang around against Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's defense is god-awful, so they were able to score a little bit. But, I mean, Trey still had 46 or 47, and Portland still covered the number. The issue I have with the Knicks, once again, is they just refuse to play a complete game. And it seems like it's always the fourth quarter where they fall apart, but really in any game, it's really rare – and I'm sure Terrell can attest to it, to see them play a full 48. So I have a hard time mm-hmm. laying double digits with this team. I'm going to hold my nose and pick Portland plus the points. I like the over there. The Knicks are still a sneaky, decent defensive team yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And they've been good for different portions of the season. I'm going to take the Knicks and – in the 12. I'm going to lay the 12 and a half with the Knicks here. This is literally as high as that goes. I guess I'll take the points in a 50-50 spot for me for covering purposes. Yeah. I'm going to – so the reason I'm going to do it is, for one, I think the Knicks are better. But I don't think they're too much better where they're going to go up by 20 and then start sitting people. So there will be more motivation to play in the fourth. And I just have to – I would just have to assume that after you, you went on the road and you gave up a 20-plus point lead to the same and lost, that you would have somewhat more motivation at home playing, making sure that if you get up that big again, you don't lose that lead again. Mm-hmm. I would just assume, I would hope, you know, I'm going to plug. You said you're going to plug your nose, close your eyes, and grip your britches and take the Portland Trailblazers. I'm going to do all that and more when taking the Knicks. Yeah. I just – I don't know. It's a 50-50 spot. I'm fine splitting it with you and us going on different sides Port- of this. Portland this is- sucks. Like, that's obvious. But I guess the que- I guess the main deciding factor for me, do I really want to lay 12-and-a-half with a team that's 13-and-19 straight up at home? And my answer was – Yeah. I think I think the Knicks are playing better ball, though. Oh, they, they, are they 100% better. are. Once again, yeah. like, they should have beaten Memphis and they had a shot to beat Brooklyn. No Kyrie, mm-hmm. of course, but still. So, it's a tough call. We're both talking about holding our nose yeah. and trying to bet it. This is ugly. For both sides I wouldn't bet of the this game. game. Like, uh, there's no chance I'm betting on this game. I'm just I would take Knicks first half. I would take Knicks first yeah, half. Yeah, Knicks, Knicks first a, half, I guess, a, would be the only argument. That feels like Knicks, a safe play. Maybe Knicks first quarter, if you think they really jump them early. Yeah, but, absolutely. I'm with that. Yeah, that's kind of it. All right, next game. We have the Phoenix Suns playing the Houston Rockets in Houston. Suns are laying 11, 235 and a half on the total. Going over to the injury report for the Houston Rockets, we have Eric Gordon, who is day-to-day with a knee injury. He's questionable for this game. And for the Phoenix Suns, where'd they go? Oh, right there. Yeah, as y'all know, Chris Ball's out. Cam Johnson is ruled out. He was out yet last time. I think he's still out. They don't. They haven't changed anything, but I'm pretty sure he's still out for this game against the Rockets. Should be the same lineup as yesterday. Yeah. So, 
11 with the Suns. I feel like the Rockets have been playing them. The last game, the Rockets were, were in that game. Oh, they were. That there? was the game Chris Paul actually got injured and got ejected in the third quarter. Yeah, that was it. Was that game? Oh, this is disgusting. Because whereas the Rockets are very, very scrappy, Houston has not been that terrible at home recently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And. I'm sure that everybody – I just think that everybody's probably going to be on the Suns in this spot. And they have to be. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But this just, this feels like a spot where Houston can kind of sneak up on them. <laughs> I think they can sneak up on them in this game, especially at home. What are you, what are you doing? So I'm kind of in the same boat as you where I know Houston <laughs> lost their last game to an injured New Orleans team by 25 on the road, which is hideous, but – I mean, Houston's been terrible on the road the entire season anyway. But you're looking at the home performances recently, and they have not been that bad. Now, Dallas was shorthanded, and they still lost by 13. They beat the Lakers in overtime. They beat the Grizzlies at home, which is still wild. Uh, beat, they lost to Utah by five, but covered. Lost to the Clippers by 13, <laughs> lost to the Clippers by one. Uh, yeah, so recently at home, they've been hanging in there against some teams. Now – Phoenix did play yesterday. There's travel involved. Do I think that they're going to automatically look awful? No, because Phoenix doesn't typically look awful ever. That's just how they run. The team is such a well-oiled machine. The question that I'm asking is, do I think Houston can actually score enough points to keep this game competitive? Because I do think Phoenix should get to 120. I think Phoenix should end up scoring it well because Houston can't guard anybody. But do I think that the Rockets can get to 110? Let's say 110 in this spot, maybe 115. I think they can. I'm going to kind of agree with you here. I Everyone wants to bet Phoenix. I think it's a pretty good contrarian spot, but it's a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. You're still have no Chris Paul. I question how much Phoenix is truly going to, I'd say, be motivated for this game. I know that they are still technically competing for the one seed, but let's be real, it's kind of a done deal. I think we can agree on that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'll is. take my chance with a hungry Houston team at home to make this game closer than it should be. Now, Phoenix can easily roll them and win by 30, but for scheduling spot and for Houston's recent home performances, I'll take the double digits. I like the over, though, is my favorite play. I expect a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I do too. And if I expect points, you got to think that Houston kept it somewhat close for a majority of it. Yeah. Jalen Green's been playing a lot better. And Kevin Porter Jr. has been playing pretty good as well. Yeah, I'll take Houston in 11. I'll I'll take Houston in 11. I don't really feel too, too good about it, but I think that there's a good possibility that they just keep the – just catch the sun sleepwalking – I mean, the Suns have beat just beat the Pelicans by double digits, and they beat the Lakers by double digits. But and both of those, single game that the Suns have played, you have seen a drop from when Chris Paul is in the game and when Chris Paul is out, and what their spread is before the game. But it doesn't feel like this drop much. 
Like, it feels like even if Chris Paul is playing, they would have been favored by, what, 13 on the road? Maybe 12. Like, if Chris it doesn't feel like that they I think they'd be favored by, like, 14, if I had to guess. On the road, though? I don't think it matters. I mean, you think about home road splits, but Houston's 10 and 22 at home, and Phoenix is 26 and 6 on the road. Plus, the one meeting on the road this season for Phoenix, they beat Houston 115 to 98 to uh, 89. Yeah. 115 to 89. So I think they would be laying like 14 here if Chris Paul is one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Once again, though, the over is my favorite play in this game. It's a lot of, it feels like a lot of tricky games tonight. Yeah. This one may or may not be tricky because we have the Los Angeles Lakers traveling to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are laying minus nine and a half. Thank like the book, the odds makers. Thank you for making us really finally giving us a number where we can actually consider the Lakers because well, so far it's just been Lock city. I, I hate it. I was fading them like the entire year. They made me so much money. And now yep. I actually have to think about fading yeah. the Lakers. You, yeah. You definitely have to consider it. 242 on the total. Looking at the injury report here for the Minnesota Timberwolves, we have Jared Vanderbilt, who is questionable with that quadricep injury. Nas Reed is questionable with a back injury. Patrick Beverly is day to day. He's questionable for this game. And uh, Jordan McLaughlin is questionable as well with the groin injury for the Los Angeles Lakers. We have LeBron, who's questionable. He's going to play. AD's practicing for the whole season. Yeah, AD is doing light court, light court stuff, trying to get back. It's just so funny what happened in Kendrick Nunn. Like, that's absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah, and THT is probable for this game. Taylor Horton Tucker, he is probable for this game with that left ankle injury. I am – not certain what I want to do here because they're finally giving us a points total where it's like, all right, the Lakers could possibly cover this. Before or they could just the get blown the hell out. Breakdown. Yeah, I agree. Before we get into the actual game breakdown, I want to ask you based on the recent performances from the Lakers where you ended up beating Washington, you know, LeBron at 50, congrats. You lost to San Antonio on the road. You lost to Houston on the road in overtime. You lost to Phoenix on the road by 29, and you got blitzed by Toronto, scored 12 points in the first quarter, and lost by double digits. Forgetting about the actual matchup from an X's and O's perspective, are the Lakers on the verge of quitting? No, because they're still in the plane. I'm saying for the, rest, for the regular season purpose, because the effort oh, yeah. has somehow Probably. gotten worse as the season has progressed, and I don't I would really know absolutely... how that was even possible. I would not surprise. I would not be surprised if they were content on losing games until Anthony Davis came back, and then just saying we're going to do our best in the play-in, and then when you get in the playoffs, it's a whole new game. I kind of feel the same way, which is why I bring it up because I'm really tempted to take the Lakers in this game because Towns dropped sixty. You still won by only ten against San Antonio. You gave up one thirty-nine to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Really? One third. I know you covered because mm-hmm. Towns is a damn lunatic, but still. Mm-hmm. Do I think the Lakers fully rolled over though? I, you know what, the Lakers have been so good to me this season. 
I'm not going to try to, you know, find some cute angle on it. I'll take Minnesota. I've made so many units fading the Lakers. If I lose one, I'll live. With, I'll be able to live with myself. So I'll take Minnesota. I like Minnesota first oh. quarter, first half though, because the Lakers' <laughs> first quarters have been an absolute disaster zone. They're getting buried in the first four, twelve minutes of games. I'm gonna take the Lakers because I do think that LeBron can get to fifty again. <laughs> that is that is the sole reason. I think LeBron can get to fifty again. Now, granted. Carlton Towns could easily drop 60 again. Like, that's that's how good he is, and that's how bad the Lakers are. But at least the Lakers have, like, big bodies to throw at Towns. There's literally nobody that the Minnesota Timberwolves have to throw at LeBron. And if LeBron decides would be the only one maybe, but he's questionable. Yeah, and I'm almost positive that the Lakers lose this game, actually. (laughs) But do they lose it to the tune of 10 points? I don't think so. I think that they're in it. Even against the Rockets where they should have won that game, they lost it by nine in overtime. And, you know, that loss to the Spurs as well was by seven. So I think they get blown out by the really, really good teams, but they just lose like a little bit to the pretty solid teams for the most part. Well, you mentioned San Antonio and they suck. So to throw it out there, Minnesota is a lot better than San Antonio. But – and they're a lot better. For another than, they're a lot better than the Rockets piece. too. Yeah, if you're yeah they're, better, they're a lot better than the Rockets. One game piece, by the way. LeBron forty is uh, plus four thirty. I think we're just like coming across these forty point games. Like now we're at. I LeBron have to overreact. Everybody and, around the league is dropping forty. Yeah, LeBron and Bead and Durant KD. We're at three. I feel worse about the Durant one because Dallas is actually competent defensively. So I do think they would start Kevin Durant at some point. Yeah. Triple yeah. double though, twenty six to one is just an absolute gem if you want to take a shot there with Durant. But yeah, I'm really just looking at potentially Trey, but I think thirty five is gonna be the case for Trey. <laughs> but still you're looking at Embiid, you're looking at LeBron. I'm sure LeBron every now and then will look around the league and see I drop fifty, you now everyone in the league's dropping fifty. I gotta remind some of these young youngins how it's done and he drops youngins. 50 again, so. <laughs> I was torn between youngins and young bloods, but young bloods is more of an uncle. Drew. <laughs> Don't say that. It's more, Don't no, say but it's more that. of an uncle Drew thing anyway, so I can't even do that. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with youngins on this one. But I think LeBron oh, could easily walk into forty. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it though, the total's two forty-two. Somebody's gonna have to score for the Lakers because you're just penciling the Lakers in for basically one fifteen. So LeBron should take I, I the really most shots on the team. Yeah, I don't trust anybody else. That's the point. So I think LeBron <laughs> dropping 40 definitely makes sense, a plus 430 for a game with a total in the 240s. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would definitely, definitely sprinkle on LeBron in this spot. All right. Yeah, I'm on over as well. I can't take an under. I mean, the game against San Antonio landed 288. Like, 288. like I, I can't take an under there. Like, that's crazy. I have to take the over. The Oklahoma City Thunder are traveling to San Antonio to play San Antonio Spurs. This is absolutely ridiculous to me. This is – is this is this line real? This can't be – this is real. Yeah, this is offensive. All right. You're – I'm going to just go ahead and tell you that I'm locking up OKC in this spot because the San Antonio Spurs are laying 13 and a half at home to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 230 and a half on the total. 
So you're telling me this Oklahoma City, matter of fact, no, you go ahead while I pull this number up because I just don't want to make sure I'm lying. All right, so they're going to be my dog for the end of the podcast. Sorry for the spoiler, but as you can tell, I've been kind of leaning towards favorites today. I'm, if you didn't looking, do it, I was going to do it. The way I'm looking at it is Oklahoma City's been a mess. They've lost six in a row. However, you look at the level of competition, it's actually been extremely tough. They played against Minnesota, Utah, Milwaukee, Minnesota again, Memphis, and Charlotte. And Charlotte's the weakest team there. They're still going to the play-in. And now they're facing a San Antonio team that is 26-43. and 43. I understand the Thunder aren't good, but I got to add context to the losing streak. This is their easiest opponent in about two, three weeks. I'm taking the points. <sighs> okay, so he's 22-11 and 11 on the road. ATS this season. Shea is questionable, so that's kind of the main reason why this line is where it's at, because there's a decent – I'd say there's a 50-50 shot that Shea doesn't play. And if he doesn't play, then I 100% get it. I, I probably still wouldn't lay that many points with San this Antonio. This is all principle for me. San Antonio is not good enough for me to lay 12 and a half. Um, I would not. I would not. And I'd probably – you probably – the line will probably jump, actually. If he's out, it'd probably, it'd probably get up to 14, yeah, maybe even 15 territory. But I don't care. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lay that many points with San Antonio at all, even with Shea out. I think that <laughs> – We've seen so many teams be depleted of people and still be able to competently score the basketball, and that's all you got to do because all San Antonio, San Antonio doesn't play defense at all. So as long as you are in a basketball junkie and you are a good basketball player, then even a decent basketball player, you're going to put up points against San Antonio. This is absolutely disrespectful. I have no idea why this line is like this. I have no idea who's betting San Antonio in this spot at all. And I'm just going to go ahead and lock up OKC plus 13 and a half right now, and I'll take the over. I think this is another over type of game because I can, I just see San Antonio letting OKC score. They're just going to let them score. And do I think that San Antonio is going to stop scoring? No, but OKC is going to keep up. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at the thunder as well. This line is offensive. Yeah. And I like it. Sprinkle on the money line as well. All right. Enough of that. We have the Chicago bulls traveling to Utah to play the Utah jazz. Utah's laying five and a half here. Two twenty-three and a half is the total. Well, the Bulls Looking are in free fall. In- I mean, that's the reason why they're laying points. Yeah, I guess so. Because at the injury report, Azubuki is out, and Bogdanovich is out for this game. Trent Forrest is questionable with a wrist injury, Chicago and then you have the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls where. Zach Levine is probable for this game. Lonzo and Patrick Williams are still out. Uh, this feels trappy. Yeah. With no Bogdanovich, and they're still laying five and a half, I would think this would be closer to three. It feels like I should take the Jazz in this spot. But I 100% do believe that the Bulls could be a money line play. So I'm torn. On top of that, you hate Utah, so that also makes it tougher for you. Yeah, but the fact that I'm considering to take Utah in this spot just shows me how much I think that this is a little bit of a trappy line. Yeah. And it's very, very confusing because mm-hmm. Caruso's back, so they have somebody that can somewhat play defense on the team. You're still getting Zach, and you're still getting DeRozan. 
Chicago doesn't have any issues scoring the ball. It's just the fact that they let people score whatever right now without Lonzo and Patrick Williams out there as well. So I'm not sure what I want to do with this one. This this kind of feels like I should be on the Jazz here. What are you doing? I'm on the Jazz. I'm not happy about it because I also dislike this team, but, I mean, Chicago has not played well. There's really no way around it. And you're talking about a spot where even though offensively they usually can do whatever they want, they only scored 103 against Sacramento, which is ridiculously bad because Sacramento is one of the worst defenses in the entire league. Yeah. I'm going with Utah. I'm not going to blame them for losing to Milwaukee. You know, they hung around. Milwaukee ended up winning because they're the better team, but whatever. Utah is still 24-11 and 11 at home. Chicago is a losing record on the road. Chicago against winning teams this season or playoff caliber teams has been atrocious. Chicago yeah, has been basically a front runner the entire year. They will smack the weaker teams usually and yep. get their ass kicked by the good teams. I think yep. they'll lose this game by nine. I'll take Utah. Oh, man. Because I don't think Mike Conley is going to do anything in this game. Jordan Clarkson is the X factor. And I think I'm not arguing a Clarkson 40 piece, but a Clarkson 30 piece does sound kind of tempting. Yes, it does. And Rudy Gobert sneakily has pretty solid games against the Bulls recently. I wrote this down somewhere. I got to find it. Oh, it's on the next page, though. Yeah, Rudy Gobert last six games 15, 21, 17, 21, 19, 17. He also had and for Rudy Gobert's in the, in the one meeting this season. Yeah, and Rudy Gobert, for that, for him, those numbers are pretty good offensively. He really doesn't do shit at all. What are the Clarkson odds for 30-plus? I'm actually curious at this one. So I wrote Jordan Clarkson down for this, too. Last his games for him, 18, 17, 12, 16, 19, 16, oh, coming off the bench. Come on, come on, FanDuel. You don't even have Clarkson listed because he comes off the bench? Boo. Oh, yeah, they always wait late for them. All right. Um. <sighs> This is annoying. I am going to take Utah and the six because I just can't. They're just so bad against quality teams. It's like some, I can't even remember the stat. I dropped it a couple weeks ago. I can't remember it. But against top seven teams in the NBA, they're insanely bad ATS, like really, really bad. So I'll take Utah in the five and a half, six. I just saw it move to six, so I'll call it a six. I'll take Utah in the six, but I don't like this game at all. I'm probably not betting this game. And if I do, I'll probably put a bet in on Zach Levine because he's been really, really good against Utah himself. 28, 24, 21, 26, 27, 23, and 26 in the last seven. If he plays, I think he he can have a good game because I'm almost positive Mike Conley is going to try to do his best to stop him. I'm not afraid of that at all. 223 and a half is the total. Any thoughts before we move on? For me, I'm going to take the over. I know that Chicago has been struggling a bit offensively recently, but with Levine and DeRozan and – I'm actually trying to think if I really want to do that because Bogdanovich is out. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with the under. I changed my mind. This total actually has dropped three points. It opened at 226. I thought about it. The more I think about it, the more I like the under, especially with Boyan being out, which might 
hurt the spacing of this team offensively. Yeah. I will go with the under. I changed my mind. You? Oh, this game, it, it, this feels like a, you know, I was really excited for this slate going in because we had 12 games of NBA action. This slate I th- I feels like really, game. really, yeah, this is a, feels like a really, really tough slate today. It really does. All right. The Boston Celtics are traveling to Golden State to play the Golden State Warriors. Warriors are laying two. 219.5 on the total. I would just bet the under now. I feel like that is a safe bet. The under just off rip just sounds like a safe bet. All right. Boston Celtics for the injury report. Nothing. You have Aaron Naismith, who is out and been out for some while, for a while. And then for the Golden State Warriors, you have Andrew Wiggins, who didn't practice on Tuesday with an illness, but he's questionable for this game. Iggy is still out with the back injury and getting Perry. Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton II is still out with a knee injury. No timetable return for him or Iggy just yet. I'm taking Golden State. Yeah, I'm not taking Boston. Golden State actually remembered how to play basketball and Draymond's healthy again. I'm taking Golden State at home. I think this is another Steph game. I think with Draymond come back. And Steph doesn't have to handle the ball all the time. I think Steph is just going to – because he's so good off the ball. And that's really, like – that's the most underrated – I really didn't think it's underrated because is there any point of Steph's game that's underrated at this point? But if I had to pick something, it's probably his off-the-ball movement and how he can just move and get around, get to a spot, get open and get a shot off. I'm going with Steph here. I think he he goes crazy in this game. And so I'll take Golden State in the two. It's fairly easy for me. There was no way I was taking Boston at all. I don't care what you – Clay, I, I think they'll play well, but I do think that with Draymond back, that definitely just helps defensively, which you might yep. need against the Boston team that's elite defensively. I just think Golden State checks the boxes here to win at home. I'll take the Warriors. Yeah, me too. It's very easy. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to lock up Golden State right here. Okay. This is this is one of the games on this slate that I actually do feel really good about. So, yeah, give me Golden State, lock them up, minus two. <laughs> All right. We have the Milwaukee Bucks on the road to play the Sacramento Kings. Milwaukee's laying eight and a half, 241 and a half on the total. Looking at the injury report here for the Milwaukee Bucks. And, I mean, it's the same thing that Pat Connison is still not back. Everybody else is out for the season. Going for the. Sacramento Kings, and we have Jeremy Lamb, who is out for this game. And Terrence Davis has been out for some time, like he's been this whole time. So, fairly clean for both sides. Sacramento's just bad, though. Like, they're not good. They and the, the only reason... For one game. Yeah, they, the only reason I was on them for that one game is because the line smelled like dog shit. This is actually an appropriate line. I feel like eight and a half, nine is very, very appropriate for this game. So why would I not just lay it with Milwaukee here? I feel like Milwaukee can blow them out at home. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is always something to consider, especially with Drew Holiday looking like a shadow of him former self. But at the end of the day, they have Giannis and they have Chris Milton, and both of them have track records of giving – the Kings buckets. The bench is 
a little bit of an issue for me, but I don't think that the Kings have anything that's going to supplement and put them over the top against their bench. Maybe DiVincenzo comes out here with revenge on the mind for getting traded, possibly, but not really not really afraid of anything for Sacramento side in this game. Give me Milwaukee minus eight and a half. Sacramento had the best defensive game that they've had probably in a year and a half against Chicago. That's not happening. Again, this team is still a terrible defensive team. The question that I do have is that they played earlier this season, and mm-hmm. Milwaukee ended up winning by six. However, to add context to that, Giannis didn't play. So throw that game out. I'm taking Milwaukee. I think they'll bury him. I think they'll probably score 130, 140. I have to like the yeah. over in this game. I know, as I just said, Giannis did not play in the first meeting. They combined for 80 points in the fourth quarter. 80 in the first meeting this season. I'm taking the over. If Milwaukee's going to get to 135, 140, which they're very capable of doing, I can't take an under. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee team total over as well. Milwaukee as a road favorite is 15 and 8 ATS on the season. That's 65%. Lock up Milwaukee for me, minus 8.5. I think mm-hmm. they get it done and blow out the Sacramento Kings tonight. Last game on the slate, we have the Toronto Raptors, minus 1.5, traveling to, well, not traveling, they're staying there to play the Los Angeles Clippers. 215 on the total. Looking at an injury report here for. The Toronto Raptors' OG Anobi is doubtful for this game with that finger injury. Fred Van Fleet is questionable with the knee injury. And then going over to the Los Angeles Clippers, we have – wait, where'd they go? Oh, there they are. All right, Los Angeles Clippers. It's the usual stuff. Jason Preston. Yeah, Jason Preston's out for this game. Norman Powell was out for this game. There was an angle that could have been there, but he's out. Still out. You know, he's been out for about a month now, actually. Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson look like they should be playing. It seems like being out last game against the – who was it? The Cavs yeah, was just, you know, rest. Doesn't. Just rest. Yeah. So. Huh. Does this not feel sneaky? It does because I personally love Toronto. I think they're yeah. a much better team. There's also yeah. no travel involved because they were already in L.A. playing the Lakers. Actually, um, the, the crazy thing is the Clippers are the one who traveled. Yeah. The Clippers are the one who traveled. They, they were in Cleveland the other day. So, I don't know. I'm, this feels – why is this one and a half? This feels I like re- this should be I don't, more. I don't know. Matter of fact, how, do you think that the – well – that's not a good question. <laughs> That's not a good question <laughs> because they are. I was going to say, do you think that the Clippers are, what's that, three points better? Three points better than the, the Lakers because they were minus four and a half against the Lakers, but they obviously are. They beat the shit out of the Lakers for the past three years in a row. Yeah. But as like making odds and odds making – I would think that this game would still be a little bit closer than to where the line was for the Lakers 
I would just think, like, I would think it would still be like around three, four. Yeah. It just feels like that should be what it is. And well, the Lakers the one fact was that it's stupid. Not, it was at four and a half. It should have been like seven and a half. Like that one. Yeah, definitely shouldn't. Yeah, they definitely gave the Lakers a bump for sure. And it feels like that now they're underplaying the Raptors here. And one and like it should be larger. It really should be larger. This feels kind of sneaky to me. Give me the Clippers. I had four in my head on what the spread should be. I thought it should be, I thought it should be four, four and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Toronto anyway. It's 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 not as trappy as that Bulls Kings game, which was just mm-hmm. an absolute landmine. Yeah, but absolutely. This game here seems like they're expecting a defensive battle, and they just think that the Clippers will hang around. I think two is disrespectful because Toronto has won four straight on the road by at least five points, including a road win against Phoenix by five and a road win against Denver by 12. I just really like how this team is playing right now compared to the Clippers. I'll take Toronto. Yeah, I'm trying to find a stat real quick. Let me pull up Toronto's ATS numbers. Marcus Morris, by the way. Three of the last four games he's played the Toronto Raptors. He scored twenty plus points, yeah. so that that could be something to look. Toronto, into. by the way, on the road this season, twenty three and thirteen ATS, and the Clippers are sixteen and eighteen ATS at home. That's what I was looking for. But the Clippers have been playing ATS on the road. That was really good. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It, this should be larger. This really, really should be larger. Just blindly give me the Clippers here. It feels like a. This feels like a sneaky spot. Just blindly give me the Clippers here. Okay. I, I don't have much. Maybe Marcus Morris twenty plus and a win. That sounds like a pretty solid bet, and that probably comes with some nice odds. All right, there are never enough things to gamble on, and one thing that runs three hundred sixty-five days a year is horse racing. The best part is there is now a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a fantasy fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard and win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games all at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against us in our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is here and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Like Zach from California, who purchased a Tennessee championship ticket at PropSwap for 40 to 1 odds while the sports books are only offering 25 to 1. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap where the tourney starts. Cinderella stories happen every year, so do not miss your shot. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on invest value, a free activity feed to stay in the note with all the big sales and all the red hot tickets for sale, 
a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, everybody's favorite time of the show. It's time for our lock in our dog for this slate. We have some things to think about. Scott, what are you doing first? What's your lock? Oh, this is extremely tough because, as I said before, my favorite NBA play was on the overnight, and the line's gone up four points, so I don't think I can actually give it out again. But I'm going to go with a player prop on this one, which is actually dangerous, and it tells you how much I'm thrilled for our prop cast show after this because I have three player props that I really like. Yeah. I'm going back to Embiid. I can't look past the point number for Embiid at 30 and a half here. He's killed Cleveland. And now you have no Jared Allen. I really like Mobley. I think Mobley's a really good defensive player. This is an animal that he's not ready for. And when you're giving up around 70-something pounds, you're going to get killed. And Harden, we talked about the shooting numbers, how he's been struggling lately. I brought that up on the last pod. It's kind of continued. I just don't know how Embiid is not going to go over 30 and a half. I expect a close game. I think it will be competitive. But when push comes to shove, Embiid should be able to get to whatever spot he wants on the court whenever he wants. I'll take Embiid over 30 and a half points. I like it. I like it. I love it. I'm actually going to play that myself. What's your dog? Well, you already said you're on OKC. It's it's the Thunder. I mean, the thing is, when you're looking around the card, I mentioned a couple of double-digit dogs that I'm looking at for points. I mentioned Portland, just because the Knicks aren't very good at home. I mentioned Houston, just, you know, for the sake of them being a little bit better at home than people give them credit for recently, but I'm not actually going to play that. mentioned Brooklyn, maybe, if Durant goes nuts, but that's still up in the air. I got to go with OKC because San Antonio on no planet should be laying 13 and a half. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. For my lock, I'm Golden just sticking with Golden State. Give me yeah. Golden State minus two. Yeah, give me Golden State minus two. They've been playing a lot better ball. I think that this is a Steph Curry game. He, he actually has pretty good games against the Celtics. Draymond, even in a, you know, limited minutes count I think should still be really good and help facilitate that offense and get them going give me going to state minus two here for my dog I would have went with the thunder I really don't like double dipping because we just never get it Take right Clippers I get. I don't feel confident. I was gonna say, like, I remember in the beginning of the card, we didn't really take many dogs. I know you got. Yeah, I'm on the Wizards. So Wizards. Okay. I have the Wizards, Houston. I'm not picking the Lakers. I have Wizards to pick from, Houston to pick from, and the Lakers and the Clippers to pick from. I. Or you double down with OKC. Yeah, I'm not double down on it. Okay, see, it just doesn't work. We yeah. always do it, and it always bites us in the butt. I would rather you just get the win. So, I do think it's a, I do think it is in the realm possibility for the Wizards to win at two to one odds. I do like that. I'm normally not good picking the night games when it gets, but these games are relatively still earlier no that is late 
It's time difference. That's fucking me up. It's in Washington. It's the usual like seven. Yeah. All right. No. No. Uh, ew. Fine. Just give me the Clippers plus one ten. I'll take the Clippers. I had a gut feeling about the Kings last time, and I didn't lock them up. And you asked me, and I didn't do it. I'll take the Clippers in this. I just have a feeling this this line should be a little bit bigger, and I think that and it's dropping. I think that this is going to be an opportunity for the Clippers to get a really good road win against the Raptors team. I'm pretty home, sure everybody and their mother – I mean, well, yeah, home win. Home win against the Raptors team on the road where, yes, they have been playing well, but I'm pretty sure everybody and their mother is on the Raptors in this spot. And I think the Clippers have been playing very, very good, like playing very, very good. This was a good road trip for Toronto, but they're probably ready to go ahead and get on back to Canada. So, yep, give me – the and yeah, their their next game is back in Canada. So yeah, they're ready to get on. Give me the Clippers here, plus one ten. That's my dog. Very small dog. That's my dog. Cool. All right, Scott. What else you got for the show? Uh, nothing really more to add. Uh, if you enjoy listening to us talk, you're gonna get more of it because we got the propcast coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio, R E I C H E L Radio. Looking forward to March Madness. I'm not exactly sure about the scheduling, but maybe I might appear on one of the uh, Kramer and Sean shows in the next couple of days since I'm in Vegas. So maybe I'll be on one of those. We'll see. But I'm looking forward to betting college basketball. Yep. All right. I love it. You know, guys know where to find me at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the words. We are on a heater tonight. Me and Scott are on different sides in a lot of these games, actually. So just watch as somehow, somehow, some way, we still both end up over 500. And cash in our plays. So, this. No, that's Kobe's thing. Dang it. It doesn't work. All right. I thought I had something, guys. I thought I did. It's too close to Kobe's thing. I thought I had something. Oh, well, not going to do it. So, again, still haven't figured out how I'm going to end podcast at all whatsoever, period. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, unfortunately, we're just going to end the show like this we are out basketball